I wrote some stuff down. Um, when I started this album, I was a kid. By the time I put it out, I was a father. And that's become more important to me than anything else. I'd also like to thank my good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my family, my close friends, my band, my team in Nashville, Country Radio, and everyone who has shown me grace along the way. But most importantly, I have to address my fans personally and directly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is Morgan Wallen after spending a year in ACM jail. God bless. Picking up Album of the Year, one of the most prestigious awards at uh, this week's Academy of Country Music Awards, his first ACM win ever. Looking like Hamilton, looking like Lynn manuel I mean, honestly, he looked like a member of the Hamilton cast. I think I'm here for it. I, I like it. I like the hair. I like the humbleness. I, I expected him to be humble. Did you expect him to get up and well, say anything? Oh, anything but, no. You, you didn't expect him to be anything but him. Absolutely. Yeah, me absolutely. too. And I think that's why he had everything prepared. You know, you saw him pull out a piece of paper. You know, he had everything already written out, already scripted. Yeah, I think, though, you and I have talked about the ACMs. Are, they're, they're a tough show for people who like to party because it's a lot of time leading up before you get to those awards where you're doing a lot of, you know, meet and greets and shuck and jives in the ballrooms where you're moving from radio station to radio station to, you know, Sirius XM and all those places. And there's a lot of time in between. And I think that you almost have to decide how you're going to be at the ACMs. You know, well, you're there for three, four, five days. Yeah. I mean, are you at the level of Luke Bryan where you can probably go wide open and nobody knows and then you bring it back in for the awards or, you know, I, I don't know. I was thinking, you know, I saw the performance by Walker Hayes and he was doing a medley or whatever. And I was thinking about as he was coming down, like everybody as he was coming through the crowd was like had drinks in their hands yeah. and beers. And, and he's an alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, you just think about it, you know, it's um. so I am glad that um, Morgan looked clear eyed. He looked uh, he looked good. You know, and I and I, I I think he is trying to be a better father. Grace is, is a huge word for me, and he said it during his speech, and I think you believe it. You believe people until you can't believe them anymore. The same day that Morgan Wildman wins Album of the Year from the ACMs, it is announced that he has officially spent more weeks in the top 10 of the Billboard 200 chart than any other country album of all time with Dangerous, the double album. The winners, the losers, the hits, the misses from Monday night's Academy of Country Music Awards coming up during this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Plus, we dissect the 30 saddest songs of all time. And there is a huge Georgia connection to number one. is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast, do it twice weekly. We have conversations about current events and trends and pop culture and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. What you got? Welcome, Donna. Oh, hi. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Have you ever had to like almost reinvent yourself? Like, yes. in a, okay, no, in an app or like anything because, okay, here's what happened. Yes. And I'm wondering if this has happened to other people. I think it probably has. Like, you know, you have to remember, we've talked about this for like so many passwords and I always try to use the same version of the same password. 
And but sometimes you have to add like a dollar sign or exclamation an exclamation point. point. Yeah. And then now they've moved it even further to where sometimes it's like 12 characters. And so how many dollar signs do you have to add and all this stuff? So I get locked out of my Starbucks app all the time. And because Starbucks is probably halfway communist and they don't take like credit cards or whatever, like you have to use their app to pay and they force you to use their app and blah, 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 blah. So I have to, I've had to make like, I had to make a new account when I was working at a different place at Atlanta Magazine. And then I had to make another account now because I can't ever figure out like who I am. And then like has happened to you before, it will be tied to a work address. And so I need to get my password, but it goes to work address. Anyway, so now I've shifted to where I am now K Choate, because that's my middle name, K, K-A-Y-E. So I had to start another account, and like now I've got my face ID on it, but it's under K. So every time that I go to the Starbucks where I work, and I'm waiting on my order, I'll be standing there forever. Because they're hollering K. Yeah. And they're like, but they only, they don't holler it anymore. It's like one time, you know, K. And I'm like, do, 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 do. And then I see all these people getting their coffee before me and you know how I am. So I go up and I go, excuse me. In my best Karen voice, you know, in my best K voice. Excuse me. I think I was here before them. I pre-ordered on the app. And like, what's your name? And I'm like, Donna. And they look through all the stuff, and they're like, we don't have an order for Donna. And I'm like, this is impossible. And I, like, start losing it because I haven't had my coffee or my ADHD medicine. And I'm just on edge. And then I figure out somewhere mentally in my mind, that's right. I'm K. And I'm like, oh, actually, I think. I'm I'm K. I said, I think I'm, I mean, I use my middle name. And they just look at me like, lady, you're the problem. Yeah. We're not. Do you, do you apologize at least? I, I do. I'm, I'm always like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. So now I'm like, the other day, I walked down to get my coffee, get ready to land this plane, and I wrote my name that I use, K on my hand. So you'd remember. Right. And as I'm standing in line to get my coffee, this man turns around to me, this young fella, and he goes, that is so cool. I have never seen anybody who got like their name initialed or tattooed. That's what he said, tattooed. And he said, that had to hurt because I had it right on top of like the bone on the top of my hand. And I was like, what is he even talking about? And I'm like, then I started to tell him. And then I was just like, yeah, you're getting a story. I don't owe you anything. I don't. And I'm not interested. And I don't feel like talking. Do you ever just feel like not talking? All the time. All the time. Yeah. So it's probably a shame that this is not one of those times because the story has gone on way too long. But at, at the end of the day, it's just like, why does the world make it so hard? Why, why are you having to recreate your identity? Because I couldn't get my password and my can, name. Can you not tell the, the app to remember you? Remember me, that box you check? I don't know. Something happened. Well, every time, because every time you do an update, you have to re-sign back into your apps, and it starts this whole thing. I'm ready. Like, just harvest my organs, Apple. Like, I just want to walk in and be able to, like, look them in the eye and have them scan my retina and go, you are a venti caramel macchiato with oat milk, Double double pump of brown sugar. That's, 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 that's the problem right And you're there, on though. your way, sister. Stay home and have you a cup of Folgers. I do you that, know? too, but I'm on the road. And then it spills all over the place. What's that run? All that double pumping things. I don't even know. Ventian, Ventian. I don't know, because I have it preloading from is your... That, is that 10... You, well, I have it preload from your card, so I don't even know. I think it's like $20. Whose card? You. Preload? What does that mean, preload? Like when it gets to a low balance, they're just like, Doop, they harvest some money from How, you. What does that run? Like a cup? 10 bucks? No. Oh, not that much. Donna. Not that much. 
but just take me, take me Apple and just like, let me walk in any store. And like, when I go in the bra store, they know what bra size I'm in. When I go to order my coffee, they know what I want. When I go into well, PetSmart, you do. know I need cat litter. Well, but I think that they know your order. It's you that can't keep up with the... I know, but the point is I don't want to keep up with anything. I don't want to keep up with all this stuff. The day will Passwords come when you get a chip in your, in your head. The Put day's it in coming. There. I'm telling Put you. Put it in there. I'm ready. One of the most emotional moments at the Academy of Country Music Awards this week was Chris Stapleton's performance of a song called Watch You Burn. Chris Stapleton performed with a 16-member choir on the stage in Vegas. This is a song that he wrote after the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival remains the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. 58 were killed, hundreds and hundreds were injured when during the Jason Aldean performance at this music festival, there was a shooter in the Mandalay Bay who just started firing at the crowd and taking people out. Flip a switch, I'll make the lies go to first. You son of a bitch, you're gonna get your time. Oh, you're gonna get your time. Yeah, you're gonna get your time. Why do you think, Donna, the ACMs and Chris Tableton chose to rehash this story in 2022? Is it the anniversary? Is there, is there some re- And I'm not being, um, I hope that I don't seem to be raw with this at all. But my, right. the first thing I thought of when I read this, and they, they waited until the day of, the afternoon of the actual awards to make the announcement that he was doing this song. Is there a reason why? And you could say, well, the awards were in Vegas. The shooting happened in Vegas. Well, the awards were in Vegas, or were they? Had they been in Nashville because of COVID? I think they were, and okay. I don't. Th- I mean, he probably hadn't written the song at the time. No, the song's been on an album, oh. uh, starting over for a while. The bonus, uh, the bonus album, anyway. I don't know. I felt like it was like like what you were saying. It was almost a little raw to, to be. Do you think a lot of people knew? I didn't see that particular performance. I heard it, but would, were there images or anything behind it? Did people know what it was in regard to? Not that I'm aware of. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it. But I do love Chris Stapleton. And I thought it was a really passionate performance. Very good. Do you think that we're going to ever see, like, how, do they, how do they judge how many eyeballs there were watching? Because I think we're going to learn, and this is not in any way a slight on the country music audience. I'm, I'm a member, and I just admit it, I couldn't do it if I, I couldn't find it. I had to scream if I had to. I think we're going to learn that they were not watched by many people. Because, I'm going to agree with you because it was hard to find. It was hard to find. It was fourteen ninety nine a month. Well, and it wasn't Netflix. It wasn't like Hulu. It wasn't you know one of those streaming services that I think a lot of people are more familiar with. I mean, I think Amazon Prime. While it sounds, I mean, we Prime everything, but a lot of people don't use Prime for Prime Video and that type for, of for thing. streaming. Some people do. You and do Hulu or Netflix? For yeah, the most part. some people are really familiar. I think what's going to happen is the press is going to get a lot of hits for like Taste of Country and all those places, Whiskey Riff and all those places for putting in um, clips of, of performances. I think that's how most people are going to see it or hear about it through our podcast, through radio, through wherever, because 
I think there's also a lot of people that aren't even going to remember that it was tonight. I think there are a lot of people, too, that just don't give a shit. There's that, and We had that conversation with Brian Mansfield, if you recall. Music historian Brian Mansfield, for 18 years, worked for USA Today, was the music critic and, and, and music point person for USA Today. And in that episode of the podcast, he said, listen, the reason why they're being streamed this year is because, number one, CBS has CMT. They own CMT. CMT has the CMT Video Music Awards. So they already have an award show in the country lane. They don't need another. I think the ACMs also outpriced themselves. I saw the numbers last fall, and it was astonishing. The ACMs were asking more of CBS financially for the rights than the CMAs did of ABC. Yeah, I mean, and and I do. I, I think that a lot of people, you're right, just don't care. I, I still like watching award shows. It's not so much I could care less about the awards. I'm the opposite. I want to like some people, you know, want to see the awards, and they're like, there's too much other stuff going on. I, I just love the performances. I think they're always great performances. I think where there were some other interesting things, like um, the whole Eric Church um, performance. I mean, it was you've got to go back and at least watch it for that. I mean, it was unbelievable. He basically packed an entire concert into his performance. I'm not a big medley fan, and I wouldn't think that Eric Church is either, and it's really interesting because the ACM snubbed him on a couple of things. So, like, well, Including Album of the Year. Yeah, I he, mean... He released yeah. three albums exactly. last year. It didn't get a nomination for Heart, for And, or for Soul. Eric Church did not want to perform a medley of songs, you know, at the ACMs. There's no way he did. You want to use that platform to expose your audience to a, a brand new song or something from, from the album. I agree, but I think in this case, it was less a medley and more like, honest to God, it was like a mashup concert in one. I mean, he took 16 years of his career, and I mean, he's saying, uh, he's saying, how about you, guys like me, love your love the most, smoke a little smoke, drink in my hand, Springsteen, Talladega, give me back my hometown, Mr. Misunderstood, Round Here Buzz, Record Year, Desperate Man, some of it, and then ended with Hell of a View. Without Joanna Cotton. Without Joanna Cotton, and I don't want to, like, start any, like, rabbit holes. But Ashley McBride came out looking somewhere between Ashley and, like, a PTA mom. She had on a black jumpsuit. She looked good. She looked good. I thought she was great. I mean, like somebody said, they should do the next, you know, Super Bowl performance. And he's looking just incredible with that gray hair. I mean, just looking good but yeah I mean I don't know maybe they thought it would be over too much overkill because Joanna has such a powerful voice and for her to be out there I mean I hate to say this but she can out sing Ashley McBride she just can no she can um and she can out sing Eric she can out sing most people so maybe they you know she was willing to take a step back because for whatever reason, they wanted to have Ashley out there. Don't quite know what's going on there. I'm wondering if, and it's a simple Google, I just can't lose my spot here. I have all these clips marked. I'm wondering if she is not on a label that is tied to EMI. Trudy's going to say no. Somehow. She's listening right now saying, no, no, it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't my word nefarious. There was nothing bad about it. Unless maybe they're going to do a duet later and something like foreshadowing So they wanted to expose the two of them. Nobody is more powerful on that stage with him than, than Joanna, Joanna Cotton. Cotton. You know, she just blows the doors off. So I, th I don't know. It's kind of interesting, too, that he would he'd be okay with it. I don't know. I don't know. Who's he? Eric Church? Yeah. Maybe him and Joanna got into a dust-up. That's where we're going to start, Trudy. They got into a dust-up at, like, the roulette table. And she flew home to 38? She's like, you can take your damn roulette. You can take your... Shove it up your ass. Shove it up your ass. She'd tell him that, too, and has, oh, told, yeah. him, has told him that on occasion. Yeah. When he's, oh, come on. 
He's the chief. He's in charge. But, yeah, no, he is. No question. But I think that he, I think Joanna Cotton is one of the few people, other than his wife, that he would, you know, give an awful lot of, would, would pay all that much attention. Come on. They, they've been together for. Yeah, I think so. 15 years. I think so. If not more. Other surprises, although I do like this song, Things a Man Ought to Know from Lainey Wilson. Yeah, she's got a she's got a really like modern but twang a, yeah. a good twang, kind of an old. It's, uh, it's definitely a combination. Yeah, let me tell you something. Dolly Parton looking amazing in her seventies, looking amazing. Uh, Brothers Osborne one, really Duo. happy for them. Duo. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. I want to play a piece group. of. Uh, I want to play a piece here of their acceptance speech for Group of the Year. Their fifth in a row, I believe. And I uh, just you know I'm so thankful that. Dolly said what she said at the beginning because I was feeling a little bit strange because we're in this beautiful bubble here where every person whose name is mentioned tonight has fought for their dreams, but there are people fighting for their lives right now, and it felt a little weird, so I'm so thankful she said that. So thank you. We're so grateful for this award. Um, couldn't be more thankful. Thank you, guys. Referring to uh, Ukraine. There were a lot of um, collaborations. Uh, Dolly Parton and Kelsey Ballerini. This is my big dreams and faded jeans. Here's Kelsey and Dolly. Is that an, an original song? Is that a Dolly <laughs> hit? You know, she got a new album coming out. I think dropped. that's a new one. Here's what happened. Dolly said, you know, yes, I'm happy to host the ACM Awards for you, ACMs. But what I'm going to do is capitalize on the press I'm going to get that week. And she's, her, her, listen, Dolly, I think, is very business savvy. She used this as an opportunity to drop an album and get more press and more visibility out of it than she would have if she just dropped it any week, any of the other 51 weeks in the year. I hand it to Kelsey Ballerini because Dolly is not an easy person to sing with. It, I think it's not hard for a country artist to sing a Dolly Parton song, but to sing with, with her, her. Yeah. she's got a very interesting kind of like rhythm and cadence when she sings. And it's like I, every time I've watched people sing with her, you, you're just sort of kind of following along and every now and then putting an ooh and an ah in. Because, praying to God you can keep up. Yeah, because she's, she's got it going on. You know, she really does. Um, yeah, it was, I thought it was a really good show. It was, and here's what I did think was interesting is that um, Amazon Prime got some of their shows in, just like anybody. Like, there were a couple of actors from upcoming uh, Prime yes. shows. Like CBS would have done with Magnum P.I. Yeah, whatever. but what was interesting MCIS. is, like, on CBS, they would just say, hey, you know, it'd always be someone, again, yeah, from CBS. It never made sense to be at a country music right. award show. But on this one, they would... They would announce the person, and they'd talk about their series, and they'd be like, let's let's watch a clip, clip from it. Yeah, it was crazy. Very smart. Well, they also said commercial-free. Yeah. And so they use that as an opportunity when you are running. Th- those weren't commercials. Those were promos, and there's a difference. Right. There's, there's really not, but that's how they got away with that, by saying commercial-free from 8 to 10, and then they run promos for their shows. They're not commercials. They're, 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 they're promos. So they're very smart on behalf of Amazon and Prime Video. Well, and this was, they did make history because this was the first major award show to live stream. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's more of that to come. You know, I think while we have a hard time because we're old and like not tech savvy, most people have no problem finding this stuff and 
getting it done. You know, Chris Young was the most nominated artist going in with seven nominations. He returned to Nashville owing seven. Not good. I mean, they couldn't just give him one. That's when, okay, if you, if you go over seven, you need to, when you leave there, you need to go straight to your room and start just packing your bags to get ready because the last place you need to be is in the casino. Because if you've gone O to seven, your luck is like, it has run the hell out. If you're listening on Upload Day, today is Thursday, March 10th. Tomorrow marks two years since the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. I think now that, you know, we're two years away from it, I was thinking about it the other day, and I this is what happens as you get further away from it. I was trying to think, like, wait, the country really did shut down. Like, there really was a period where we just didn't go anywhere like no one did well but I mean for the most part like honestly like to shut an entire country down or world down a world to not go to work to have governors declare states of emergency where you cannot get on the roads and you have to have waivers to drive now looking at this it seems like it's like one of those things where wait did that happen like were you with me did we really see that you know was it was it a dream Remember, yeah. remember, we got the email from Fulton County Schools, which is where at the time, uh, I guess just Olivia went to Fulton County Schools, our, our now senior in high school. But remember, we got the email that said, out of an abundance of caution, we found one case at an isolated school in South Fulton County, which is 60 miles from here. But we're going to shut down for two days. And I thought to myself, self, ah, I don't know. I bet we don't go back to school until Labor Day. That was seven months out. We wound up not going back to school for Nearly a year. I mean, it because is crazy. Death, death starts at two sixty nine. And remember, we did go like, back and listen to that episode of this podcast. Remember, we did like Zoom happy hours. Yes, well, I did one of them. Yeah, I mean, you just think of all the think, craziness. Think, though, how, how the world, how things change for the better, though, too. And I didn't know that tomorrow is the two year anniversary. When I had a thought earlier today, what was I watching? Oh, I know what it was. It was like a news report on ABC World News tonight with David Muir, and. They were interviewing, the interview subject was, the interview was being done via Zoom. Two years ago, that would have never happened. That reporter would have had to have gotten on a plane right. and flown to wherever they were, do the interview, set up, tear down, do the interview, come back, edit the tape. Now it's just accepted. I know. Can you imagine in the past we would have been like, come look at this. This guy is so lazy. He's doing this interview on Zoom. Now it's just accepted. It's kind of like doing radio from home. Well, and Very like. Very few people in radio go to the studio anymore. You do it from home. It's, it's something that should have changed years ago. Companies refuse to allow it to happen. Well, and like then they were traffic. forced into do it. Well, like traffic. The other day I had to drive from our house, and I can't remember the last time in the morning that I've driven during rush hour down into the city, and I had to drive kind of down into Buckhead, an area, you know, kind of, what, 30, 40 minutes from our house. And all of a sudden I got in this traffic, and I'm like, wait, is traffic back? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's been, been two, two years, years, lady. Of course it's back. But you just assume that, like, we're still in this Well, some the media situation. wants you to think that we are. Yeah. That we're still in it, and there's another variant coming to scare the piss out of you. We we lived through that. We we, we will have that story to always tell. And you know what, Donna? I never got it. Okay. I Let's, never got COVID. Stop. And if there's one person that should have gotten COVID. Okay, it's not completely it's over okay all right and if i were to get it tomorrow i'd be okay with that i should have gotten it 10 times okay. in two years all right all I right i never got it one time 
Please stop. I'm shocked. Are you not, though? Think about it. I quarantined for a day and a half. That's it. In, in like March 20th and 21st of 2000. That's it. That's not true. You didn't have anywhere to go. I would, But I would just get in my vehicle. I'd just drive around. And if somebody was open, I'd stop and say hello. Can we for two stop? years. And I never got COVID. I'm just shocked that I never got it. I truly am. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville is where you're going to find Gallery Furniture. Cadillac Jack, my second act of podcast presented by Gallery Furniture, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna. Yeah, so I was thinking the other day, like, you know how you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my God, my back is killing me and you have no idea why and you've got a headache and you don't feel good. Well, a lot of that sometimes has to do with what you're sleeping on, your mattress. And, and how much you drink the day before. Well, that, that too. Day. Um, but right now, um, Gallery has got these amazing mattresses. Listen to this. Just listen to this and you'll be like, I think I want to sleep on that. A, you may want to sleep with this. A Scandinavian Sandman. Like, you might want to sleep with him. Get it? The scan, sand, Scandinavian sure. Sandman. But I think, actually, it said Scandinavian Sandman. But anyways, it is a luxury mattress with copper iron technology, and it has airflow borders and a natural tensile fiber. It gives you a drier, cooler sleep environment. And these types of mattresses are really big right now, um, where like you can get, it's almost like a cool mattress. Like if you are a very hot sleeper, there's nothing worse because you're spending the entire night like negotiating is one toe going to be in is one foot going to be in tossing like, and turning yeah. and sweating and so that and, and mattresses get nasty so this is um a mattress that has that cool air technology and they have those there and they have if they have tons of mattresses again if you need mattresses for a spare bedroom or think about it today as you're driving in when is the last time you either flipped or looked or even have your sheets in, no have any idea how old your mattress is so it's not always the sexiest thing to go buy when you want to buy furniture, but if you get the right mattress, you will get the most amazing sleep. So Donna and them have them lined up. We always joke they're lined up like airplanes inside their warehouse, and they've got all different ones. And when you go in gallery, you'll see people laying on them, just laying on them, testing them out, and you are welcome to do that. Ask for Donna. Yes, Donna, the Wolfman's daughter, still runs gallery furniture. Her daughter, Marilyn, kind of runs the show in Gainesville now, but Donna's there really Almost six days, if not seven days a week. I'm never there when someone doesn't walk in the door and want a picture. Oh, my gosh. You? And, and of course, no, not me, uh, Donna. And Donna's like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm here every day. My daddy started this business, and I'm going to pass it down to Marilyn, my daughter. But until then, I'm here every day. They're open seven days a week. If weekends suit you best, 10 to 6 Saturday, noon to 6 on Sunday. 1600 Brownsburg, Gainesville is where you're going to find them. Gallery furniture, find it on the showroom floor today, whether it's a mattress, whether it's a, a, a dining room table and chairs, whether it's a sectional, maybe a recliner, bedroom suit. Find it home. Uh, you find it today. You take it home today. It's that simple. And that's not going to happen at any of the big box furniture retailers. If you need furniture today or you just simply don't want to wait on your furniture, why pay for it if you're not going to get it? Listen, if you go to beep, beep, go, they're going to take your money and they're going to taste going to be here in three weeks, three months, and then they're going to call you a couple of days before that date they promised you and say, listen. We have a problem. Listen, uh, we're missing one of your chairs. It's going to be another six months. Mm-hmm. That date's going to roll around. Same thing's going to happen. In repeat, phone call, day before. Listen, that 5 o'clock delivery we promised you, it's not going to happen. Here's why. Um, you're, you're something isn't working. Or, or, you're twerking or it missing, and token. Or something. Mm-hmm. All of that, all of that, Donna. Gallery, Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Donna and Maryland, thank you for your support of the Cadillac Jack, my second podcast since uh, 
nearly since episode one back in January of 2020. We appreciate that. Uh, also, big thanks to Brightmore Healthcare for their generous support of the podcast, Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline, and, and Fayetteville Ford, Ford built Ford tough. Come and get your Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford. I've been around the auto industry for 23 years, and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F-Series is the best-selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Fayetteville Ford. Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast day properties owned and managed by Atlanta's Paramount Hospitality Management. I do. Okay. But you're not a guest. You're the host. I'm the host. But if we have guests, when we have guests, they have that option because they have properties in Baton Rouge. You go to Knoxville, Carrollton, LaGrange, Noonan. We'll all send our guests to Baton Rouge. Wherever you want to go. Yeah, they're part Weston. We're talking Marriott. We're talking Hilton, the brand you trust, the brand you know. Paramount Hospitality Management. Let's talk about this music study that hit this week. 2,000 people, Donna, of, of all shapes and sizes and genders and backgrounds and musical interests were polled specifically about what they feel is the saddest, con- uh, not country, the saddest song of all time. But while they were doing the survey, they also asked about the happiest song, most inspirational song, the song that you go to when you need uh, a pick-me-up or you go to the gym or things like that. Some of the highlights. And then we'll run through all 30. Oh. Quickly. Well. uh, This is going to be a downer. Well, listen, I pulled the clips for this segment. Earlier today, I started crying in here in the studio. Oh. Seriously, it was horrible. I was like, oh, my God, death, literally. In the letter this past Saturday, my open was about this music study. And I cited examples from my life and in times when, when, when music was a part of particular moments, good, bad, sad, ugly, um, illegal. And I, I mentioned Chris Jansen and his song, By Mom, which he released about three months before my mom died in October of last year. On April 22nd, I'm hosting a Chris Jansen concert. And this has been a concern of mine. No kidding. I can't listen to that song. I've been unable to listen to it since my mom died. I don't know what I'm going to do. Do I ask him at what point in the show he plays it? No. Anytime I hear a Lenny Kravitz song or a Pearl Jam song, I flash back to Western Carolina University. Great times. But for whatever reason, we, we listen to a lot of Lenny Kravitz and we listen to a lot of Pearl Jam. Well, I mean, I did too, but I was like, had already graduated and was like. Well, there's a, bit, there's a little bit of an age difference. Yeah, us. I was living in, uh, yeah, I was living in Virginia Highlands and partying all the time. You and I did a lot of traveling um, during the, uh, uh, during the Keith Urban. I think it was the album that really kind of broke him wide open. Like the, the, um, all the songs all from, t- you know, Georgia to Tennessee, Banjo on My Knee. What was that? What was that album? Yeah. I'll have to look. I can't think of it now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, I mean, I think about that time period, and we did so much traveling back and forth. Kenny Chesney songs always remind me of um, of going just going to concerts and, you know, certainly Eric Church. Music means a lot. For me, um, I told you the other day I listened to so much Counting Crows when I was living in Maine. 
And I would just listen to it over and over and over again. And sometimes I don't know if it's so good because, I mean, you were just like, I don't know. I think I spiraled myself into a depression with that. But, um, yeah, a lot of that. A um, lot, you know, when I, a lot of Cure, a lot of moody music, Morrissey, when I first got out of, um, graduated from college, believe it or not. Yeah, some people are like, hmm, she's old. So, yeah, just stuff like that. I mean, and then there's those songs, those classic songs that you hear, and you're just like, I was thinking about this the other day, like The Cats in the Cradle. Oh, my God, I can't listen to that song. Why? Because it's about the dad, the son and the dad, and he didn't spend enough time with them. And, you know, I used to hear that song, and I used to think, just like sing along, like The Cats in the Cradle and the, the Silver, silver spoon. spoon. But now, as a parent, I'm like, oh, my God. I, oh. I, I never listened to it that way. Yeah. I have no oh. idea what it's about. Yeah. In this music research study, the 2,000 participants were asked about what they considered to be the happiest song ever recorded. At number three, I added it to the hype song playlist last episode, Katrina and the Waves from 83. That's a happy one. Walking on Sunshine. Number two, ABBA's Dancing Queen. That's good. And the happiest song ever recorded. YMCA. According to this, this group of, uh, of regular folk, belongs to Queen. never heard this before i have heard it you know what i think is a super happy song is september by earth wind and fire yes yes because september. on the third of september it always you always see it on social media it was the third of september oh my gosh like right, well, you always hear we, it at weddings and we celebrations yeah half of those surveyed a half of the adults believe a tune can have a huge impact on your mood agree or disagree totally agree as a result 36 percent tune into sad songs when they're feeling nostalgic 24% will have, uh, will have them on rotation following a breakup. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. Almost half said sad songs can brighten up their mood. Maybe you don't feel so lonely. When asked to reveal the ultimate motivational tracks, at number three, I'm Still Standing by Elton John. That's a good one. Number two, Survivors. Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. And at number one, Gloria Gaynor. Oh, yes, honey. Love it. My song that I always... Oh, hang on now. Hey, hey! All right, go ahead with this one. Uh, my song that I always, like, ran to when I would, like, at the gym or something was uh, Kanye West, Stronger. Faster, kill it, make it stronger. Here's the thing about this study. There's no current music in it, with the, with the exception of Adele, who makes the top 30 saddest songs of all time twice. There's, like, it's all classic songs. I think she's probably okay with that, too, don't you? When asked to name the most relaxing songs, this group of 2000 said, let it be from the Beatles. That's a good one. Number two would be, what a wonderful world. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. Oh, I'm sorry, that's number one from, uh, from Louis Armstrong. Yes. Let's shift to the saddest songs. At number one, huge Georgia connection. They started in Athens, Georgia. R.E.M. You ready? Number one. Oh. Michael Stipe still lives there. Yeah, well, a lot of them do. Mike Mills. Everybody hurts. Sometimes. Do you agree with that one? 
hundred percent. The saddest song ever recorded. I don't know if it's the saddest song ever recorded, but it's definitely sad. Number two, Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. Number oh. three, Tears in Heaven from Clapton. We went through the okay, uh, that's the very the sad. Well, we episode. talked about some of the country ones too. Well, but the, the, the Jake. Mm. The, well, the thing about the Clapton song is you got to remember what that song was written for. Exactly. It was written about his son who fell out of the window, yes. right? When the the, the yes. housekeeper didn't lock it. I will always love you, Whitney. Number four, number five, yesterday the Beatles. Someone like you, Adele, is at number six. My heart will go on. Seven is uh, Celine, Roy Orbison, crying at number eight. And then uh, All By Myself, Angels, Ain't No Sunshine from Bill Withers, James Blunt, Goodbye My Lover. And number 15, Fix You from Coldplay. Now that is, that's probably one of my saddest songs. We'll publish yes. the entire 30, the entire list of 30 in this Saturday's issue of The Letter, issue 102. All right? I teased it, issue 101, but we'll, we'll publish everything, all the, 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 the winning songs, if you will, in the Saturday's issue 102. There is not a single country song in the top 30. So what I did in the letter this past Saturday is ask people to reply with their suggestions of songs that they feel are some of the saddest ever recorded. Uh, Brooke Scott Potpeat wrote, uh, Hey, y'all, thinking about sad songs makes me miss the stations that would have country gold Saturday night. I mean, what's the list of sad songs without Roses for Mama or Teddy Bear or D-I-V-O-R-C-E? Mm. Or... Daddy, don't you walk so fast. Oh. I think country radio tried to shake the sad twang song mantras, and we probably don't get to hear a lot of the good ones. For a slightly more current one that got radio airplay, I would suggest... But I'm just drunk enough to let go of my pain, to hell with my pride, let it fall like rain from my God, I want to cry. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Brooke also suggested this song from Vince Gill. Nobody it's Patty Loveless with him. Linda Leon, Pod Peep, right? Saddest country song of all time. Gets me every single time. Mascara running down my face no matter where I am. Sad. Remember when? Oh, so sad. The sound of little feet was music. We danced too week to week, brought back the love. Mm. We found trust, vowed we never give it up. Poppy Polly Bagby said that uh, sad songs, two of them come to mind immediately. Whiskey Lullaby from Brad Paisley and Dolly. Very sad. And number two, this one from George Jones. And soon they'll carry him away. He stopped loving her today. I mean, that's classic right there. Someone told me, and this is a good one, that Trace Adkins, um, you're going to miss this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a sad one. Such a sad one because it puts you just like right in your kitchen. You know, when the remember the guy comes over to fix it, he's like, I've got one that's 28 and 32. Don't worry about me. And those little kids run around. You're just like, oh my God. So sad. And don't forget to uh, spring forward this Sunday. Oh, but why do we have to do it? Like, Listen, Governor Kemp here in Georgia is, is, has, has, written or signed off on legislation saying Georgia, because some states don't, is not going to participate. Arizona doesn't. We're not going to participate in your little, your little project anymore. I feel like we talk about this every year. We're not farming. Like, Stop it. We're not farming yes. like we were in the 1800s. It's 2022. Stop taking away our sleep. Also, want to mention, 
that Karen Greer, who for decades has been an anchor here in Atlanta at our CBS affiliate, CBS 46, she has been chosen to take Javita Moore's chair at Channel 2, WSB-TV, one of the largest ABC affiliates in the entire country. Javita passed uh, last fall after uh, a very brave fight with brain cancer. I mean, she was diagnosed and very died in, in, in six months, I think. Very quick. And this, this goes against what WSB-TV normally does. They are huge believers in promoting from within. Love you, Karen Greer. You're going to do fantastic. She's sitting out at non-compete. Will not actually be on Channel 2 until September. I always love that. Like in, in broadcast, in media, that happens a lot where you have a contract or, or you're sitting out a non-compete because most um, you had non-competes in your um, most of your contracts. And they can go from, rarely do they go from, what, you had one that was like you could go right away. But Rarely are they that. It's usually like six months or something. So the person always can start, but they can't be seen on the air or heard. So I'm like, what are they doing? Stapling, putting papers together, filing things. Learning the lay of the land, the policies, and yeah, making friends and colleagues. And But I bet most everybody in that building already knows Karen Greer, and, and, and Karen Greer already probably knows most of the people in that building. I think so, too. The letter is our e-newsletter, a component to this podcast, a fun four-minute read, delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 910. Left on red, red is the color, R-E-D, no spaces to the number 22828. Our thanks to executive producers, Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistants from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.